and welcome to another episode of Connectivity. Uh, I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me for this first segment is Zach Miller. What? What? Um, since uh, we're, we're without our two editors, we're doing something a little bit different. We're kind of just talking about what we want to talk about. And first off, Zach and I are going to talk a little bit about Bioshock Infinite. Uh, if you're worried about spoilers, we will clearly tell you when the spoilers happen. But right now, we're going to talk about it a little broadly. Uh, I talked about it the other week, but Zach, you haven't gotten to talk about this game at all. So no. what are your kind of like basic feelings about it? Uh, I like the first one more. Yeah, uh. I mean, I think I think I like playing the first one more than I liked playing the Infinite. But oh. I like this. I like the story and the kind of setup for Infinite a lot more. Oh, really? Yeah, boy, I, mean, I like I, I, I like the setting of Rapture a lot more than Columbia. I like I like the kind of brighter art, like the brighter art direction is really what oh, okay. kind of draws me to to Infinite a little more as far yeah. as that. Although I mean, the setting of Rapture is kind of like it is really good. It's Although really just, different. Yeah, I don't know if I ever want to play that game again though. Uh, what? Really, either of them. The first Bioshock. I mean, I I played it, and once you get to the you know the twist halfway through, um, which we're getting near the point where it's been seven years, guys. Come on. <laughs> Statute um, of limitations. Uh, and then after that, it just kind of kind of sucks. Yeah, no, the rest of the game, it, there's it really definitely a lag. A taste in my mouth. Yeah, it just kind of stops being fun after a while. Yeah. But the second so, one, the second game actually holds up more evenly throughout. What, like Bioshock <clears throat> 2, you mean? Or, yeah. Yeah, I, I have that. It's free because of PlayStation Plus. Maybe I'll check that out at some point. Yeah, it's pretty good. But, yeah. But that... But Infinite, that? the thing that the thing that I I guess I don't that, like about Infinite is that it, wait, it's Zach, Call of Zach, Oak. Is, sorry, is, is that another dimension? Is that like a is that, is that like a tear from from like Bioshock? Is that, is that hey. 50 Cent playing? Is that oh shit? It's in the club. In the club. Yeah, I haven't heard that song in like ten years. I remember Damn. this. Wow. Uh, I guess I guess should we go in? I don't know, Neil. If we go in, I don't think I can bring us back. Uh, I mean, there's only one way to find out. All right. Why not? Is that Metro? Oh man, Metro Prime music. Sweet. I love this game. got patrick barnett hello and i just want to get back to playing wind waker i just want to no, do it <laughs> i mean don't don't we all man uh we'll, we'll talk about that a little later if you're not playing the new zelda game i don't know what the hell you're doing like just at all um and we've also got uh one of our canadian friends tyler olu hey you know uh i mean i just need to i need to take this time and pour one out for for a show from canada that's very near and dear to my heart uh, Clone High, it was on MTV for like three episodes before they canceled it. Now it's officially dead, which is a bummer. Um, I, I wish there was some way I could watch this now that it's done, but I don't know. It just sucks. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. 
enough diversions. Let's get to the news. Um, well, I guess I should say that here we are. It's April 10th, 2003. As Patrick said, we're, we're still reeling from Wind Waker. I mean, it's it's pretty fantastic. We have two reviews up on the site. Uh, one from, from our director, Billy Berghammer, and also from Rick Powers. They both love the crap out of it. And uh, I guess let's start with uh, some exciting news that, that might lead to Final Fantasy being back on the GameCube on Nintendo systems for the first time in, like, forever, man. <laughs> uh, and that's Squaresoft and Enix are finally merging. Um, we talked about it in November when it first got announced, but now it is a reality as of uh, April 1st. Um, so now they're called Square Enix, and Yoichi Wada is the new president. <laughs> um, he's from Square. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I don't know. I barely know, like, I'm not even that familiar with, like, Enix, like, at all. Like, I think we've had, like, a couple like, I, Dragon Quest games. I, I played, I played, uh, oh, yeah, it's Dragon, uh, I only know it as Dragon Warrior. Yeah. I, I played, you know, the one on NES. Oh, uh, I did play that one. I remember. Yeah, and then Dragon Warrior Monsters on, on the Game Boy was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But I haven't, I haven't played any other games in that series. Uh, I know it's huge in Japan, but that, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's just the whole Squeenix thing's like, Squeenix, like, so stupid. Like, I don't really... Whatever. I, I'm, I'm, like, pumped as long as it doesn't, like, affect any, like, weird plans, and, of course, it makes me I excited mean, that they could come back to Nintendo. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing that you want, just more games on the Nintendo platforms. Yeah. Hopefully we see that. I mean, I guess the best thing to come out of this, though, is it looks like... Well, I mean, we know that that, that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles game is coming out. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully that'll come over to North America, too. Um, <sighs> We haven't heard anything completely confirming it, but it's coming out in Japan later this year. So one can hope. Square, <laughs> Square Soft. I mean, I mean, Square Enix is coming to Nintendo platforms, and that's very exciting. So, as as we all know, you know, Resident Evil is exclusive on GameCube, and we're still waiting for Resident Evil Four, which I don't even know what the plan is for that. It keeps on getting delayed. Yeah. So, I mean, Resident Evil Four is coming out at some point. Um, but there was a rumor from uh, Nikkei that Capcom is reconsidering its strategy on the GameCube platform. This was written by Bakidan Yoshinoa, Yoshinoya, one of our Japanese correspondents. Um, and one of the reasons cited was that Biohazard, or Resident Evil, as it's called outside of Japan, it didn't really perform that well in North America, which kind of kind of sucks. But I mean, I didn't I didn't like that that remake. I just I find those games kind of boring. Oh yeah. And those controls, like, the tank controls, like, give me a break. But, like, I don't know what Capcom's thinking. Like, the thing sold, like, over a million copies. Like, I don't know what they expect. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really understand this decision, like, whatsoever. It's really, really weird. And Resident Evil Zero, like, if they're lucky that thing sold at all, like, it's terrible. Like, it's no good. So, like, Resident Evil 4 is, like, the only thing that has me that I have any interest in. So, like, it better still come to GameCube. Like, only GameCube? That's, all I, that's the only place that it should be playing. Yeah. yeah, Patrick, have you played any Resident Evil games? I have not yet. Resident Evil Four will probably be the first one I dive into. So, yeah. Ho hopefully, I mean, it's good. I, hopefully, I, I had a friend who got the GameCube remake. I haven't seen much of Zero. I, I mean, it seemed like there's some weird switching mechanic. I guess that's cool. I mean, Capcom they replied on their their Japanese website about this, and they said that you know as previously announced in September 13th, 2001. As of present, there are no plans to port Biohazard. And Biohazard Zero, you know, Resident Evil and Resident Evil Zero, two other systems. Also, Resident Evil 4, which is currently in production, will be released for the GameCube as previously planned. There are no changes regarding our fundamental direction. 
So I guess that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, in other news, there's a Metroid Prime 2 poll up on Nintendo.com. We know, you know, Metroid Prime came out last year, and it was it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish it was still... I wish it was just Super Metroid, man. And that's kind of what it was, but it was in first first person. It was still pretty cool, though. Um, but the, this poll up, uh, you know, Metroid Prime 2 is, is rapidly approaching. Uh, I mean, we don't know too many firm details. They're asking about if you want more Game Boy Advance connectivity, uh, if you want it to be a side-scroller or not, or maybe multiplayer, or have it be tougher and longer. Uh, I think multiplayer. Really pick one option. I think multiplayer could be cool because it is that kind of first-person shooter, and yeah, kind of GoldenEye reminiscent with, of that. <laughs> with, with that that Halo game that everyone keeps on talking about on Xbox. I mean, it'd be nice if Nintendo kind of had a a multiplayer game to go up against that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it's been, a, I, it's been a long time since Perfect Dark. Uh, I mean, I still play that game from time to time because I still have my N64 hooked up. But, I mean, it's been like three years since that game. And, you know, I think Nintendo needs to get another first-person shooter out there. Is there, like, any way we can organize, like, a poll bomb and just make sure everyone just votes that they want it to be a 2D side-scroller? Like, that would be amazing. <laughs> like, that's what I want. Like, more than anything. It would be like, hey, hey, Retro Studios, guys. You know, we know you've made this... This first-person Metroid game. Now just make a 2D Metroid game. Yeah, I mean, maybe they could bring it out on Game Boy Advance or something. That would be cool. Well, they did say GBA connectivity. So maybe, like, yeah. Metroid Prime 2 would come to both GBA and GameCube? That would be crazy. I mean, or maybe Metroid Fusion 2. I mean, I, I still haven't played Fusion. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I, heard, I heard it was fun, but I, I put my money with Metroid Prime at first. No, I got both on. I got both on day one. Like uh, Metroid Fusion, like it gets a lot of shit for the uh, like it kind of like leads you a bit more than like someone who likes Super Metroid would. But like it's still pretty good. Like I don't know what people are going on about. It's pretty. People are like looking that gift horse in the mouth like pretty severely. It's insane. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's just I mean, you know, money's tight. You know, got to got to pick and choose. And they both came out on the same day. Yeah, so yeah. I went with one Metroid experience. So the last bit of news is about a new game announcement. Um, a new NHL Hits game called NHL Hits Pro has been announced. Uh, it's going to have online, and instead of the three-on-three arcade action from the first one, or the first two, it's going to have five-on-five gameplay. And the cover athlete is Nicholas Lindstrom, who's a defenseman on the Detroit Red Wings. But yeah, so it's coming to GameCube and Game Boy Advance. Nice. And it's going to be online, but we did find out that the online isn't going to be on GameCube, which, I mean, we have that broadband adapter coming out, and, you know, stuff like Mario Kart might support it. We can only hope. Um, so I just don't know why they're not taking advantage of, you know, what the system has to offer. If I cared about hockey, I might actually care about this. <laughs> yeah. And then even still, I mean, this game, they had the, the first two games in the series, which are pretty cool. Um, I mean, they were made by Black Box Games, who are the guys behind the greatest arcade soccer game of all time, Sega Soccer Slam, which, I mean, that came out exclusively on GameCube and then got released on other systems. I mean, it's it's bullshit, man. But, um, yeah, these new guys are developing this game. They're called, uh, wait, I need to look it up and need to check the press release. Uh, Next Level Games. Um, they're from Vancouver. So maybe you know them, Tyler, because you're from Canada, and it must be a very small place. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, made yeah. A game I just got to hop in a sled. Just they're just no, down the road. This is their first game. First game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Why, why can't Silicon Knights just make everything? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eternal Darkness was so great. I, I can't say I can't wait to see Two Human. 
because I mean maybe they'll finally you know finish that game after after so many false starts. That would be really cool. That would be spectacular. Like those crazy videos, like of it, of like the bald guy with the weird beard and stuff. I can't wait. Those that game games be oh, freaking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I guess they're like I guess like this like next level games. Like I guess they're like too new. Like obviously it shows like us Canadians. Like like I don't know. If, like we, we're like behind yeah. on the times of technology or something. Like why can't we make a game online on the GameCube? Like it's ridiculous. Like uh, they should like sucks. before they even got the job, they should have been able to prove that they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean that's that's it for news right now. Um, so let's move on to looking at some recent reviews that went up on the website. And you can check out that website, www.planetgamecube.com. And the first review that went up is uh, Mario Party E, which is the e-reader Mario Party game. And I still don't have an e-reader. I don't know when I'm going to get one. But uh, Rick Powers gave this a pretty good review. I mean, it's it's 10 bucks, and you get a deck of 64 cards and a paper play mat. And then you use the e-reader. Um, and he gave it an 8 out of 10, so that's cool. Man, that is something I'll never the, be able to the, play. The appearance, and just so you have the full breakdown, he gave the appearance an 8, the quality a 7, the construction an 8.5, because it's a hardware review. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've always been interested in that stuff, but it's just, I mean, I don't know if the e-reader is really the future that Nintendo makes it out to be. Yeah. Well, I think if they put, like, a Pokemon game out with, like, Pokemon cards, like, boom, like, I'm down, I'm there, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And they're, they're going to, like, come on, like, buying cards, like, that's huge, like, the Pokemon, there's so many of them, like, it just makes perfect sense, like, pff, come on. Totally. Yeah. I think card games are always great, it's just kind of weird when you mix them together with, like, the digital video games. Yeah. Like, when you're so another... scanning them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. So another review that got posted, uh, Johnny Metz posted a review for Batman Dark Tomorrow, which uh, was a Chemco-developed game that uh, yeah came out the other week, and he gave it a 4.5, and the full score breakdown, he gave the graphics a 9, the sound a 10, but the control got a 3, the gameplay got a 4, the last ability got a 6. So it looks great, um, plays awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was always interested in this game. I mean, I love Batman. I I still kind of really dug Batman Vengeance, that GameCube launch title. It was one of my first GameCube games, and it wasn't wasn't it wasn't like amazing, but it was fun. And I was kind of hoping that this game would deliver some of that. But I mean, the animated series guys aren't behind it, and I guess Ubisoft just you know I haven't played too much from Ubisoft, but it looks like they they might have longer legs than this Chemco company. I don't know. It's just it's just it's just another shitty Batman game. Like, what else are we gonna get? Yeah. Like, there's no reason I, to I mean, anticipate I, anything else. It's licensed, so it's gonna be crap. Yeah, that's that's just the unfortunately the world it is. And I, I love me some Batman, and I kind of like that Super Nintendo game. That was pretty cool. But those are like you know, there's like three good Batman games out of like thirty. Uh, I don't think the odds of us getting a good Batman game in the future is is likely. No. Um, and then we have uh, our two Wind Waker reviews from uh, from Billy and Rick. They both gave it a 10. <laughs> um, I mean, that game is awesome. But, I mean, I, I have some problems with it, but I don't know if I'd really... I don't know necessarily if I'd give it a 10 out of 10 if I were to review it right now. Um, I still, still need really to finish cool. it. It's a new Zelda game, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm stuck on that stupid Triforce thing, but we'll talk about that more in the other segment. Yeah, so yeah. let's move on to uh, some Japanese impressions. Um, so we have two sets of impressions from Japan for two recently released games, both written by our, our overlord, Billy Berghammer. 
Um, one's on Piano 3, which is one of the Capcom 5. <sighs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the first one out. <laughs> and this is from, from Shinji Mikami. Uh, he's, he's done a lot of work with the Resident Evil series. Um, and it seems like uh, Billy's kind of lukewarm on it. He thinks it's kind of cool. What? But, I mean, it's just, it seems to be a little weird because it's like you're, like, dancing and you're shooting stuff. Uh-huh. You haven't lost me yet. <laughs> I I'm really pumped for it. Like the whole like everything every, every one of those Capcom uh 5 games looks looks I just I just I can't believe yeah. the commitment they made to the GameCube. Like I'm just I just I love it. And if P, like to that, me, uh... if Piano 3 is like a sign of things to come like we're gonna, we're just, it's just we're going to get blown away. Like Beautiful Joe looks amazing. That crazy like I, kid, I think that game's going to become a Kid Icarus game like guaranteed. Like do you guys remember Kid uh, Icarus what, like what is that? Dead, dead Phoenix. Yeah, something. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. With the wings, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one I always forget. Yeah. And then that Killer Seven game. I don't know. That's a weird game. Yeah. I don't know what the dude behind that is smoking. Like <laughs> seriously. Um, but the other game that that uh, Billy imported, and both of these games came out at the end of March, uh, is Soul Calibur Two, which has Link in it. Mm. I mean that the Namco fighting game is making its debut on Nintendo systems after being on Dreamcast and stuff, and I've heard really cool things. I've never gotten a chance to play it, but this game has Link in it. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm kind of excited for this, mainly because Link's in it. I won't lie. Right, Only no, reason. <laughs> yeah. There's no yeah. reason. There's no problem I don't with that. Man. Much else about the series, so yeah. And like Billy's really positive on it. Yeah, I think it's gonna do. I think it's gonna do really, really well, and uh, I don't think we need to worry about the franchise like else like it, like we missed out on the first one sucks missed out on soul blazer sucks but going forward like come on like that that like blink alone like that's just solidifying like a, some crazy weird deal the triforce arcade board like come on like it's guaranteed so then the last uh, the last thing that we're going to highlight as, as far as stuff on planetgamecube.com is uh rick powers got a chance to visit nintendo's north bend facility which if you don't know they have you know the hq in redmond and uh you know, we have some features from there, too. But this production facility, this is the production facility, so this is where they, like, you know, box all the games and then, sh- you know, ship them out. So he has some really cool pictures. He got to go on a tour. Um, he got to see, you know, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. I mean, although they're out now, they weren't at the time. Uh, and he got to see some, some Wind Waker stuff, too, before it came out. It's it's really neat. You should check it out. It's certainly and, interesting that he got to go inside the factory and actually look around at what goes on yeah. in there. Yep. And Definitely. for those of you who haven't gone over and looked at it yet, there's some really cool like pictures of um, like cases just full of Nintendo memorabilia, yeah. which is really it's awesome. got like all these Game Boy Advances and that's awesome. Yeah. I really like the box. I, hope, with, like, I the, hope I can go there someday. I like the big box with like eight games in it. That's awesome. It looks like it must be going to like a mom and pop store or something. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we've got some recent releases, you know, in case you're not playing them. Wind Waker, man, come on. And then uh, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, the, the third generation of Pokemon. I mean, it's just the same game over and over. I, I haven't played a game since uh, since Red and Blue. What? Uh, I don't know if I will. Who knows? You didn't pick up Gold Silver? No, no, oh, I didn't. Man. I, I really like those a lot more than Red Blue. Yeah, I just, I mean, I whenever I felt the urge to play a Pokemon game, I just replayed Blue. Uh, <laughs> and I can play all my Game Boy games. I'm a Game Boy Advance, so why not? Yeah. That's a weird attitude, man. Pokemon's it's amazing. I'm loving it. I'm really. I picked up Ruby myself. Patrick, did you pick up either of them? I, I got Ruby. You got Ruby too? Oh <laughs> man! Like I don't even know who we're gonna trade with. I was gonna like mail my cartridge to you, but like we can't even do that anymore. So fuck. 
Yeah. Uh, so the other thing is, is this weird game came out in Japan. Haven't heard anything about it coming over to North America yet, mm-hmm. but uh, it's called Made in Wario. Uh, it's a Game Boy Advance game where you play these things they call them micro games. Okay. Um, and it's just like these these games that like they're not mini games. They're like just a couple seconds long, and like you like pick your nose and stuff by like pressing a button on the Game Boy Advance. It seems really weird. Yes, yeah, uh, that's not coming in. <laughs> I guess they're not making Wario Land games anymore, and they're just gonna use him in like sports games and and this weird stuff. It, it's so weird to see him go from like these platformers to like this really really oddball thing that just probably won't yeah. come to North America yeah. because it is that kind of niche Japanese title. Yeah, and I know there's that Treasure Wario game that supposedly is is coming out soon, I think. Um, but I'm not 100 percent sure. We'll probably hear a lot more about you know whether or not some of these games are coming out at at E3 in May. So stay tuned for that. I, I assume we'll probably hear a lot about like stuff like Metroid Prime Two and, yeah. and Mario Kart and stuff like that. Well, don't count on this like main Wario game like like that's staying there. <laughs> like when have we ever got yeah. a game with nose picking in it here? Like give me a break. And then, uh, I mean, just looking at, like, you know, the other games that are on the horizon, you know, F-Zero uh, for, for the GameCube is coming out in June in North America. I'm really excited for that. I, I really liked F-Zero X, so. Yeah, but this one's I by, mean, like, Sega. This, one, this one's made by, like, Sega, yeah. so it's a little worrisome. Yeah. I, I don't know. Exactly. I can't get that excited for it, but whatever. And then also on the horizon, uh, coming out in the middle of April is Golden Sun, The Lost Age. Woo! Um, yeah, I really loved the first one. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pick up the second one, because the first one kind of lost me near the end. Oh, yeah? I mean, I just, I'm not invested in the story. It just, I mean, it, it just feels like it's trying too hard to be, like, a Super Nintendo RPG. I'd rather just, you know, you know, boot up the emulator. I mean, uh, play Chrono Trigger. Oh. <laughs> well, I got my, like, I got one little piece of paper with my, like, 64 number and letter code so I can import my stuff into Golden Sun 2. <laughs> Who the hell wants to do that, oh. man? <laughs> Well, I'm going to because I can't wait. I, Camelot, <laughs> like, makes some great... I remember this was, like, one of the first, like, the, the, the graphics blew me away for the first one. Like, that sold me on the Game Boy Advance. Like, how could I, like, yeah. oh my god. Like, it was, it's ridiculous. It looks incredible. It looks like, it looks like N64 graph, like, 3D. Like, it's so good. Hmm. Well, maybe. So are you guys gonna pick that up when it comes out next week? Maybe. I, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited for, a. Uh, Ikaruga. Um, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but it's like, I think it was a Dreamcast game, and it's this, this shooter by those guys from Treasure. I, I really only know them from that game Sin and Punishment that never came out in North America, but always looked really cool. Yes. And uh, Dynamite Heady, which I love the crap out of on the Genesis. Um, but yeah, I mean, is coming out, so it's like a shooter, and you're a ship and stuff, and there's different colors, and crazy yeah, yeah, yeah that's coming out next next week too well if like Ridian silver gun is like any sign of anything like just buy it even if you don't want it and just hold on to it <laughs> because it's gonna be worth something like it's ridiculous these treasure <laughs> yeah. shooters are like they make like 10 of them all together and then uh there's this weird uh game coming out in japan at the end of the month it's called gift paya once again i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right or not but it's from uh this development team skip hmm. that, uh, i don't really know what else they've done but it seems kind of like Animal Crossing. I don't know. It's weird, but it seems like it... I don't know if it'll come over. It probably won't. Isn't it that one that they're, like, saying it's, like, a girl's RPG or something? Yeah, something like It's, it's weird. <laughs> what a weird... Mar- why would, that's such a weird mar- thing to market. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Um, uh, I guess that's it for this week's Planet GameCube, or, or I guess we should say PGC Newscast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, you know, stay tuned next week when I'm sure we'll be talking about 
At least you guys will be talking about Goldust on the Lost Age. I don't know if I am or not, but <laughs> maybe I'll cave. I don't know. Tyler might be and, able uh, to convince me to get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll continue the march towards E3 in May. Um, that's the middle of, I think it's May 14th, 16th. So get ready for that. We'll have you know a bunch of coverage there. It'll be awesome. I'm excited. Right. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. Welcome to another segment here on Planet GameCube Connectivity. Uh, I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me is Trick Barnett. With the Wind Waker fever. Yes, uh, we're here to talk about that brand new Zelda game that we are all loving the crap out of, for the most part. Um, the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. It came out back in December in, in Japan, and it was uh, Jonathan Metz reviewed it for us back then. Um, and a spoiler-free import review, if you're still curious. Uh, and he gave it a 10 out of 10. He, he liked it just a little bit. Um, and then the other week, uh, Billy and Rick Powers both had launch day reviews of Wind Waker. So that's kind of fantastic. Everyone loves it. So now Patrick and I are going to talk about how we feel about the newest Zelda game, or, or the newest Zelda, if you will. Um <laughs> That was the, uh, the cheesiest pun I've heard. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, everyone was all down on this game when it first came out, and now that it's out, or when when it was first announced, now now that's out, let's uh, let's see how we how we feel about it. So uh, yeah. we've had it for a couple weeks. Uh, Trick, how far are you in the game right now? I am at the Temple of the Gods, I think it is called, and I, I'm kind of stuck there. Can't really uh, move past where I am, and I just don't know what to do. I'll have to pull up a FAQ or something at some point or go out by yeah. the, the guidebook. Yeah. I mean, Game FAQs is, is a wonderful repository for such things. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit farther than you. I don't know. Have you... Do you care about spoilers as much or... Uh, not really. You, you Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I am during the, the fabled Triforce hunt hmm. and I am, I am frustrated, sir. I am very <laughs> frustrated. Uh, I it's mean, a, I it's a frustrating g- game, I guess. You can give it that. Yeah. I mean, I've... I really enjoyed that the first the first bits like you know the the stealth stuff and the the forsaken fortress was kind of neat. Um, that was neat but hard. Yeah. I mean it was just kind of weird. It was it was something I've never really experienced in a Zelda game, which yeah, was really sure. fun. Um Normally and I really like I really liked uh Outset Outset Island or whatever that the first place that you start is um just really really pretty. Um yeah. I love the way everything animates in this game. It's it's wonderful. Um, I mean, it's something that you can definitely tell, like, this game couldn't have been made on the Nintendo 64. It could only be made on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, cell shading, I haven't been that familiar with it before. I know there was that game Cell Damage, uh, which 
in all honesty, after Wind Waker, I kind of want to check out Cell Damage to see mm-hmm. how cell shading is, but it's probably not as good. Was that on GameCube as well? Yeah, okay. yeah, it came out for all three systems, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm really digging it though, up to this point. I mean, I like uh, just controlling younger Link. Uh, Dragon Roost Cavern was really cool, um, and I liked how that's kind of like. They they kind of bill it as a as a sequel to Wind Waker or a sequel to Ocarina of Time. I mean, which is just bonkers when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, because that Zelda timeline has always been so mysterious, and I mean, we all think that like you know, I, I guess like Zelda one, Zelda two follows Zelda one, and like Link's Awakening and Link to the Past are kind of linked. Um, <laughs> linked. Um, <laughs> and I think like Oracle of Seasons and Ages might be related to Ocarina. I don't know. I haven't played those. Aren't Seasons and, and Ages kind of just one in the same game, or are they really different? Um, well, I mean, it's like two different. I don't know. I'm not. Gonna... I, I only played one of them. So yeah, I, I haven't. Fine. I haven't played either. Um, I wish that there was some way I could play them now because it's it's getting harder to find those those copies. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I just. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Some, something about Wind Waker, just the whole art style and just sailing around the ocean, for sure, is one of the most like uh, just captivating moments. I guess you could put it that way. It, yeah, it's I just, mean, I mean, it's a little tedious sometimes going from yeah, point A to point B. But it's kind of my my issue with it is that sometimes it's too expansive, and I feel like there's not as much to do. Um, but but, but on think... the on the flip side, there is a lot to do if you really want to like look for it. Yeah. There's those like. Uh, hidden sunken treasures and, there, and yep. there's, there's tons of just like little tiny islands that you can just hop onto yeah. so uh, is it a clue clue no uh you know a clue jelly or something i don't know yeah and, and cool. that's just a lot of fun um but i like how they have like the the deku tree is kind oh, of yeah. in it or i guess that i guess it's the new one that was born at the end of ocarina of time or at least when you're an adult um and that, that's pretty cool. And I, I like the little leaf guys, and the, the leaf weapon that you get is fun to use. Is the leaf a weapon or just an item that you use? To like yeah, well, I mean, the item. Okay. I mean, you can, you can you know, kind could, of could... use it to blow air at people, I guess. Yeah. I, I really like some of the new items that they introduce in Zelda games, and this one's no different. Like, I really like, uh, isn't it like a leaf or something that you act as like a parachute to yeah, hover the around? Yeah, the Deku leaf. Deku leaf, okay. Um, and the grappling hook is is kind of like I mean it fits with the theme, and you do get a hook shot later on, but it feels like the grappling hook is is kind of like just a you know a, a little bit of a novel way to do something that we've seen as a hook shot in recent games, mm-hmm. and, and something kind of more classical. The skull hammer looks really neat. Um, you know, it's a hammer with a skull on it. But yeah, have you tried any of the tingle tuner stuff? I, I don't. I turned it on once, and it was, <laughs> it was strange. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have a link cable yet, so I haven't checked it out yet. I, I don't know if I will. I mean, it really depends if there's anything that comes out that I, I really want to check out. There's that Crystal Chronicles Final Fantasy game coming out. That might be cool, but even, I mean, if it comes to North America, I'll, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. Um, but I guess the, the the big elephant in the room with all this is uh, how they kind of have old Hyrule in this game, which is kind of awesome. Um, you haven't gotten to that point, though. so it I, I've read about of, it at this point, though. Yeah. Like, I've heard. But after you beat the Tower of the Gods, you go under the water, and it's it's Hyrule Castle from Ocarina of Time. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, and 
I mean, I'm, I've kind of given up on it. Uh, the Triforce hunt just got really frustrating, and I had a friend of mine who was near the end, and I I replayed using his save file, like, the last half of Ganon's Castle, and got to see the really cool ending where Link fucking stabs um, Ganondorf right in the head. That's and just it's all awesome. over the it's internet It's so at this cool. Point. <laughs> yeah. It's everywhere, man, and it's it's so cool, and you're doing that as the high, old Hyrule is crumbling around you. It has, it has kind of a poetic ending. I, I think it's really cool. But... Certainly uh, it's very contrast to the art style. I think the game kind of puts off where it's this kind of cartoony cell shade graphics, and then they just stab Ganon in the head. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty like a ridiculous story. I mean, not ridiculous, but I guess like emotionally charged story because it's even, it's not like Ganon's, totally evil in this game like he just wants to go back to his old home yeah um he just wants like things the way they were and i guess things the way they were were like him terrorizing hyrule but i mean there's a kind of like he's not just you know trying to take over the world he wants to get the world back so he can take it over but yeah i i guess i mean you're not you're not finished with it yet but we can kind of think about it now where where do you think the zelda series is going to go from here um I think it'll probably stick with this art style, maybe, because it's hard to say. I think it'll just kind of expand and maybe go back to something like Ocarina. That'd be my first guess. Go back yeah. to something more like Ocarina, because they are getting a lot of, um, I guess, heat for this. kind of. It's so radically different than what was already yeah. like enjoyed. So I think maybe kind of stick with this art style, but revert back to more of the older tropes of ocarina and majora's mask yeah um yeah i mean i i kind of agree that agree to that i wonder if we'll ever see like that space world 2000 footage ever really get into a game i mean i think that's something that would probably blow the socks off of you know everyone who's been clamoring for that but at the same time i mean i feel like if they went in that direction it, it wouldn't look as kind of like picturesque as as this um Especially, I guess if they keep it on the GameCube, I'd rather just see them do another Wind Waker game. Um, mm -hmm. But maybe on the next system, whatever that is, uh, you know, when they have fancier graphics, maybe they can take this kind of, the, the animation of Wind Waker and take it so it's in like a, you know, maybe more realistic graphics, but still kind of keep the character. I mean, that would be my ideal future Zelda game. I, I, I agree with you. I'd, I'd really like to see it kind of become this more realistic open world, maybe, even, game yeah. that just kind of still emulates the Zelda feel that I love. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if uh, there's that much else to say about this game, except for I hope you're enjoying it. And, um, yeah. That's yeah. it. It's hope Zelda. You, enjoy... you should go get it now if you didn't, because it yeah. is <laughs> the next Zelda game. Yeah, and I guess um, maybe we'll do one of these for one of these kind of segments on Golden Sun when that comes out. I don't know. It depends on how into it we all get. Yeah. I still don't think I'm going to pick it up, but who knows. If not, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Planet GameCube newscast. Um, I'm Neil Ronahan, staff writer at PlanetGameCube.com, and with me we've got uh, Patrick Barnett, and I think that just about does it for this week's show. Um, please send in any email, uh, that you want. So maybe, maybe like we'll read it on the show. I don't know. Um, this, this whole thing is kind of new to us. Um, 
But if you want to send us any email, send it to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And, um, yeah, I guess talk to us in the forums because as of right now, um, unless we gave you our phone numbers, we don't have any other way to communicate. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And maybe we'll do a bonus segment soon on something like X-Men 2 when that comes out. Because yeah. I'm super stoked for that. Did you did you see the first X-Men movie? I did, yeah. Kind of I mean, hoping it's better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't too hot on that. I love the X-Men, though, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still pretty excited. And it for seems sure. like this, like, they might do stuff with, like, the Phoenix Saga, which just blows my mind. And it seems like, you know, Nightcrawler, and I've seen some, like, clips and stuff, and it looks like it's going to be great. I'm yeah. really excited. I completely agree. I'm really excited. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that, that just about does it. Bye, guys. Yeah. See ya. I mean, that's that's really that's that's Bioshock Infinite in a nutshell. I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly, Zach. I agree. Uh, I mean, you know, best yeah. best spoiler cast on the internet, if I may yeah. say. Yeah, I mean, everyone did their version of it, but I think our version might have been the strongest. And, uh, for those of you just getting back from that other dimension, uh, I guess you guys found a way back, and uh, hopefully, you know, you, you made it back safely. And yep. Uh, come back next week for what will probably be, uh, you know, one solid episode instead of one that diverges into two different dimensions. Um, but you can email us at connectivity at If you have any questions or anything of that sort of nature, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Enron10. Zach, you are? At ZMiller1902. And if you want to make sure this never happens again, <laughs> you can tweet at OKSoda. And at Striker Obi, and make sure that they're ever, both never away during the same weekend, or else maybe we'll go back 50 years next time. Who now, knows? hold on, Neil. It was pretty cool, though. I mean, we had the voice actress for Elizabeth on this show this week. Yeah. That I was mean, that awesome. Was, yeah. And then, I mean, it was nice, you know, seeing them, you know, kind of replay scenes from the game. That was oh, cool. Man. Hopefully, you guys can go to that other world and, uh, and, and hear that. Yeah. I hope you didn't miss it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.